What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane, and I'm happy to have you guys with me. Today's podcast is an interesting one because it it will sound kind of political on the surface, but it's not really meant to be. You guys know I don't get into the politics and religion and all that stuff just because why? Who needs that smoke? Who needs to stir up those feelings? From what I can tell, people feel what they feel regardless of what facts or what other positions you bring forward. So you could be like, oh, but you said... It doesn't matter. They feel what they feel. So I'm referencing this because it was part of a conversation I was having a couple weeks ago with a friend, and it was about the George Bush, I guess not Junior, could have different middle names, but the second Bush and John Kerry's campaign. And this is after we already went to war, and you know the sentiment around Bush was a little bit kind of whatever. Uh, but John Kerry apparently was an awful candidate. But I remember where things really turned is when they had the soundbite of him saying, I actually voted for the war before I voted against it. And then they just kept running it like on the loop, saying essentially he's indecisive and he's, you know, wishy-washy on stuff. But then they coined the term flip-flopper. And that just, it is so childish to call somebody a flip-flopper. Hey, man, you're a flip-flopper. No, I'm not. Like, it's it's a childish thing to, like, say to somebody. But for some reason, that resonated, man. Like, voters were like, dude, this guy's a flip-flopper. He voted for something that voted against it. And nothing John Kerry could do can get past it. And to be fair, he wasn't particularly charismatic. And, you know, he kind of, like, like lurched a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't, he didn't, he couldn't talk his way out of it. He didn't have enough swag to do that, but that it stayed with him it was more like <laughs> even if ultimately people thought you know we probably shouldn't go to war and that's ultimately where he got with his decision is the fact that he voted for it first it's the fact that you flip-flopped to the right solution we would have preferred if you were just wrong and say yeah i voted for it now you know attack me and the idea of being a flip-flopper and what that perception is got me on this topic of can we change our minds and evolve or is that like or is that not allowed anymore i'm not sure i mean this is you know putting this out there to the people but i mean that was essentially john Kerry's. he became secretary of state eventually but still like he never was really thought of in any like real glowing terms post that but think about people in your own life like think about people who you knew like in high school or something and they were a certain person and now they're out in the world living their life and you still see them as that person in high school. They've obviously, you know, gotten past that. They're living jobs and their families and all that good stuff. But there's something about it that you can't dismiss it from. It's almost like you know how actors not uh get typecast, but they become iconic for a role. So someone like Alfonso Ribeiro or Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Like, ever since that show ended, people see him as Carlton. Now, that show ended in, what, 95? This is almost 20 years later. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, that show was more than that. About 23 years later. Wow. Long time ago, that show ended. A couple decades. Since then, Will Smith's made probably a couple billion in the box office. But he's still seen as Carlton. He still does the dance from time to time on TV because people still want it. Now, I'm sure that's keeping him on some level financially, you know, float. I know he has a TV show. He's a talk show guy. But, like, he's that dude. He's still the Carlton guy. And I'm sure on some level, he's like, dude, I'm like 50. I'm Alfonso. I, I have a family. I have kids. 
I'm a dude. I I sing. I I dance, not just a Carlton dance. I'm a person. But y'all still see me as Carlton. And I guess that's better than being unknown. I don't know if anyone talks about like Hillary or Tatiana Ali or the rest of those people, but it's like can I not be this dude for the rest of my life? Am I going to be like Webster was Webster forever and it's like I'm a person. I'm a, I'm a real person. And in real life we've seen a, kind of a backlash recently about people posting things as a, as children or at least younger people. And then, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, it gets resurfaced and these people are like, oh, you're that person. You're that person who posted that at 16, so you're obviously still that person now at 38. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. At 16, I was, you know, still growing peach fuzz on, my, on top of my lip and thinking about prom at 38. I'm thinking about you know, retirement plans and like my 401k and my family and my kids college fund and all that. Like we're obviously not the same people, but the idea that at some point you were that person. And so you are that person. And so we have to like, see you as that. I, I, even in the face of reason seems unreasonable. And this is not to defend any one particular person. Cause I think pretty much down, not down the line, this happens on all political spectrums. It happens on all race relations that happens across the board it's, especially now if you did anything from 95 to now since the internet really has kind of been around then it's way worse because there's you know video there's youtube there's you know shareable clips of it some things happen in the 70s and 60s that we don't have record of it's just people talking about it but if people can see oh this is him in 98 saying hey man my mexican nurse was surprisingly good. It's like, what are you trying to say, man? Like, and it's just like, oh, well, I had never seen one before, and and I was twenty when I said that, and now I'm forty something. It just, it just doesn't go away. It's just something you always have to deal with. And I'm wondering, is this just a reality of life going forward? Is there ever a time that you can be young and dumb, and then evolve and be a more civilized person? I've seen some people come through actually. Ray Lewis, easy example. Ray Lewis on trial for murder in like 2000, won a Super Bowl, won league MVP, all that stuff. 20 years later, you know, Hall of Fame, we see him as like, or some people in that community see him as like a pillar of what Baltimore is and this, this, and that. People don't even talk about the murder anymore or even the trial. And so he somehow beat the odds. I don't know how he did it. He has good PR people. And for pretty much two decades, he's been working to be literally the polar opposite of what he was on trial for. But at some point, let's just say, let's say Ray Lewis, something happens to him. Right? Let's say he gets some kind of divorce or an, another case gets put on him. Immediately, they're going to catapult all the way back to 2000. Well, he does have a history of this. Remember back in 2000, a murder trial? And it's like, yeah, and then he went 20 years doing absolutely nothing. But if he gets a, a DUI, a parking ticket, and he gets put in the news, that's what they're going to do, though. I'm, I, I believe so. I can't prove it. But I believe they would go back and be like, well, you know, he has some questionable decisions. You guys remember the murder trial, right? And it's like, what about in 2010 when you gave him, like, Walter Payton Man of the Year or whatever? <laughs> you said he was the, the, the face of the, of the franchise, the face of the city. And we just we didn't disregard all that stuff because he had so it was, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really a tweeter. People know I don't, I don't get Twitter. And maybe that's like an old thing to say. Like, I don't get the Twitter. I don't, I don't understand the idea of 
I don't understand the idea of it. I guess just I'm just posting 180 characters of what I feel. Not nearly enough words to say what I want to say, but any more words would be annoying to look at. So I'm just going to put some abbreviated version of what I want to say out to the world. Obviously not fully contextualized. It's obviously going to be misconstrued by a number of people. And then I got to put a, a string of six other tweets out to defend the first one. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I guess some of y'all are probably avid tweeters and you, you know, want to get re-tagged and reposted by the person you're talking to. I get it. I'm sure there's some, I don't know, there's some value in that. I personally don't get it. I think I did, I did Twitter for like a week or two. I still have one linked to like my Facebook, but I literally just, <laughs> just post my Facebook post on Twitter. I never go to Twitter. I don't even know how much sign-in is to just go to Twitter. And some people are like, man, did you see those tweets last night? Man, Kanye had 40 tweets. And I'm like, he had 40 tweets? And I don't even, I don't even understand what that is. It's just, you could have put one YouTube video out of you just talking. While you sitting in front of your computer in 40 different, I just, I don't know. So the idea that Twitter is ruining people's careers and lives, because when it first came out, people just wanted to jump on there and be the first to post something incendiary and get people going. I don't, I don't get but I know that if you are trying to be something in the world, you better eradicate that Twitter immediately or at the very least have that purged. But then again, people take screenshots of stuff and you try to delete it. And it's like, well, in 2004, you said harumph, harumph, harumph. And I didn't even know Twitter was around back then. But still, that's kind of the idea of it. It's like, I think, I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I think people want to be right about everything. I think that's just a, 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 from children to now. We just want to be right. And the idea of admitting you're wrong in any instance somehow seems weak. As, as somehow it's, it flies in the face of what reason is. Like, yeah, I felt something and then I found out, like, this is a dumb example, but this, some of you will appreciate this. So I'm from Florida. Everybody knows that. Gainesville, Jacksonville, a lot of good stuff. We have a city in Florida called Kissimmee, and it's like outside of Orlando or whatever. But as a kid, I just looked at the way it was spelled, and I used to call it Kissimmee because it's K-I-S-S-I, right? So I was, oh, Kissimmee, yeah, I went there, and someone's like, oh, you went to Kissimmee? And they didn't say it like, you're wrong, you're a jerk. It was just like, I had never heard it said properly. And now, if I had just doubled down and kept saying Kissimmee, like, oh, I'm a kid, hmm. Novelty, I'm going to say the word wrong. Like, at a certain point, I would have been an adult saying, kissing me. And people are like, dude, it's Kissimmee. What are you doing? You live here. And I just I just changed on the fly. I just said it right from that day forward because I had heard it said the right way. But I didn't know it was wrong. And there's no, no one knows everything. So it's okay to be wrong about some things. I, I don't know. Someone posted this a couple of days ago. I don't know who it was. I just scrolled through it. And it said... If I'm wrong or ignorant about something, educate me. Don't berate me or something. I Maybe I'm paraphrasing that improperly, but I think that sentiment was... I never heard it said so succinctly. It was, it was beautiful. It was like, sometimes people are wrong and they don't know they're wrong. It's just, it's just pure ignorance. And the idea that I'm going to show you what's right, can you just accept that this is was objectively right? I don't mean like... Again, the political, like religious stuff, because that's not there's nothing objective about it. But things that like I don't know, like history. 
Oh, so and so happened in nineteen thirty six. Actually, it was in thirty eight. Like we have empirical evidence. This is when it happened. The idea that I can't be like, well, technically, if you really like, just all right, cool. It's in thirty eight. Let's move forward. It doesn't have to be an argument. You know, I'm I'm not dumb because I didn't know this one little factoid. And I think the idea that like, I've heard this from a lot of people, and this it's really these two examples is. A leopard can't change his spots, and you can't teach, teach an old dog new tricks. Those, to me, are kind of one and the same in the sense that they absolve the person of trying to change behavior or change who they are. They're just ways to get by. Listen, this is who I am. You heard somebody say that? Hey, man, you know, I know it's wrong, but it's just who I am, man. It's like, but is it? Like, that's that's the most you can't do. You can't do any better. That's just who you are. Oh okay, <laughs> it's like, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's like I just who I am, man. I, I just, it doesn't make it doesn't make. Like, you're an adult person. What do you mean? That's just who you are. Yeah, if you're 95, you may not learn how to like whip or nay nay or something because maybe your hips don't work. That yeah, I get it. That that makes sense. But the idea that I grew up in. I grew up in the South or whatever, and, you know, maybe you grew up around some not-so-savory people, but then you get exposed to the world, and you start seeing that maybe the things that he taught me as a kid are not the way the world is, but he's like, well, I know I got a lot more information, and I know a lot of people outside of my race who are cool, but, hey, I was raised in Alabama, this is where it's I, it's I live my life, man, I'm just who I am, it doesn't make any sense to me, it's just, I think we gotta be better. Or at least you should be, or at least not take that easy route out. The the idea that I'm just gonna just let this ride. It's it's disappointing. Plenty of things changes. It's not always knowledge. We don't always just grow up. Some people never grow up, and that's actually endearing sometimes. Just you know, super old childish people. <laughs> it's kind of endearing sometimes, but a lot of things can grow you. Like tragedy as a kid can grow you. I think having my having my grandmother like pass away, who lived with me when I was in high school, grew me. I wasn't trying to grow. I was like fifteen. I was trying to live, just, you know, trying to hold girls' hands and <laughs> learn like a pre-calculus and all that stuff. Like I was you know, trying to live my life, and then that happened, and all of a sudden it's like, well. You kind of got to run the house when dad's on the road. You got to learn how to cook. You got to learn how to, you know, take after yourself. You can't be out here in these streets, even though, you know, technically you could be because there's no one to stop you. But that was a, that was an instantaneous kind of situation. It went from, hey, grandma, what's for dinner to, oh, what's for dinner is what I cook. That's kind of, and that happened overnight. So had you met me six months prior and he was like, oh, man, Chris is immature. He's still at home getting grandma's good cooking, this, this, and that. Man, you just like a little kid. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't go out. I have to go to the grocery store, get some food for the house. And it's like, what do you mean? You got to go. Like, I got to do it. That responsibility fell to me now. That instantaneously grew me against my will. Because like, I don't know if people tend to want to grow naturally. But that kind of thing can happen. Tragedies happen all the time. Sometimes things like, I don't know, random children. <laughs> People don't always plan on getting pregnant. And then you can be just living your life. I think that's 
kind of what happened to my dad on some level, but um, you're just living your life. You know, you kind of out here in the streets doing gotta gotta gotta. Then you get that phone call. Hey, I'm late. I think I'm pregnant. Then you take the test and it's like, I'm pregnant now. And I'm keeping the baby. And it's like all that, hey, y'all want to go <laughs> I was like, shoot some dice. I don't know what year this is. <laughs> um, hey, man, y'all want to go down to the shooting range or go to the court and this and that? It's like, oh, I got a kid coming in like eight months. Do Am I prepared? Do we have materials, crib? Do I need to move from this neighborhood? And all of a sudden, immediately you're a different person. You're, you have to grow up. You know you got to fend for somebody else. It's like, do I have the type of job that I can provide like I need to? I don't know. And, and you, you start making and asking those questions that you probably never even thought of asking for real. Because you, why would you? There's no reason for you to grow and be better than what you were at that time. And immediately you are. Marriage is another thing. I know there are a lot of people who get married who were solo people before, very independent um, I'm used to my space, used to things my way, which is not a problem. If you're like a, if you're single and you're in a, let's say the business world, I think being self-sufficient and self-driven and motivated is probably the best thing for a business. But then all of a sudden you're married and you live with somebody and you got to assimilate their life into your life and their quirks and, and maybe even culture into yours. And it's different because you've been a solo, you know, basketball player type person out there and all of a sudden it's like I gotta be more inclusive and more team oriented and then that takes time there's probably some some friction there where it's like alright we gotta do things da, 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 da. and it's like um, actually that's not how I operate and now y'all gotta come together and so you have to start growing and learning how to compromise for the sake of the relationship if not probably gonna be single again and you can have things the way you want them but you won't be married right so the idea that People don't change, or people can't change, or I just I don't I don't even know what the justification for such a a statement is. People change all the time. If I meet you at age twenty and I meet you at age forty and you're the same person, I would almost think you tried actively not to change. Because from twenty to forty, so much life happens. I'm not forty at all. I'm not even close. I'm literally halfway between those two. But just from twenty to thirty. I look back on my Facebook and see just the beard styles I had. I'm like, I tried to do a chin strap for like a year. What was I doing? Do better. You know, I got I, I to check myself. And I see some of the, the young ladies at the parties and stuff. And I was like, I tried to highlight that chick for like four months. And now I'm looking at her. I'm like, she was only a little bit cute. Right? Like, but and then at my age now, like, I don't have the energy to do that kind of legwork. Unless I, and I feel like it's worth it or whatever. And just in that 10 years, I changed a tremendous amount. I can only imagine from 30 to 40 what it'll be. So just having responsibilities and bills changes you. The idea that, oh, man, I want to just spend this money on a bunch of shoes. And then you realize, oh, man, my, my car registration is due. I got to renew my insurance. Like these kind of things, are, these are adult statements. They make you, they change you. You deal with the workforce. You deal with having a boss who you probably don't like in a lot of cases. And how to navigate that without getting fired or sent to human resources. All these things for two decades and you're the same person. Like, I don't, I know you guys got the point probably like 10 minutes ago. But I, I, it's, I hear this a lot. I see it a lot on TV. I hear it a lot in the media. And people say what they say and they stand on it. 
and I don't think it gets challenged enough because I think it's an easily refutable point that people don't change or people are who they are. Um, on some level, I do think there's core values a person probably has that keeps you. You can't completely change, but there has to be something to kind of tether you to what you are to your, you know, your soul or whatever. But the idea that you can't be a nicer person, you can't be more forgiving, you can't be more compromising, you can't get a little softer with age and with children and life experiences. Tragedy doesn't make you appreciate things more, really. Same person. Based on what? Like, I posted something on Instagram maybe a couple of days ago on my story. And it's a quote that I guess, I guess it's a mantra. I live by it on some level. And it's simple. It's in every moment I'm evolving. And that's that can mean a lot of different things. I'm mean, obviously not like, you know, doing some like Pokemon evolution or whatever, but it's like you just keep experiencing and learning new things. And then it keeps changing you and altering kind of who you are. But like s- subtly, things that used to make you go, uh, you're like, uh, eh. and then things you used to not care about, you care a lot more for. And you start meeting new people and new people bring new experiences and new experiences creating new synapses and patterns in your brain and it just keeps going and i mean i've read a lot of articles and seen research that pretty much says once you stop learning and stop doing mentally stimulating activities that's when people start dying people just start fading away it makes perfect sense you don't have anything making you change and grow and be better and so you just start eroding so in every moment i'm evolving to try to keep what i have strong I think evolving is important as a person. For a number of reasons, I think it's good for, good for society at large to have people who, I don't believe in the totality of the, like, the progressive movement or whatever, because I think it's just an excuse for people to get what they want. But the idea that people are trying to make themselves better and they're trying to work on flaws, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I don't know how that could be a bad thing. Um, we all had job interviews where they tell, where they say, what's your greatest strength? And we know that immediately. Well, you know, I just worked too darn hard, <laughs> which is what they used to say back in the day. But now it's pretty much like I'm a, I'm a, work, I'm a workaholic or, you know, have an issue sometimes taking commands because I want to be the boss. And, you know, we have all the, all these different things. But then when they ask you your greatest weakness, it typically like there's that pause and this. I don't know how to answer this question. I don't want to put my weaknesses out there, but really the weaknesses are really what define what kind of leader you are. If you have an issue with authority as a weakness, and we're putting you in a subordinate position, then we probably won't hire you because you can't deal with authority. If your weakness is on some level self-confidence, that's maybe something we can cultivate and build up. Like, I'm a good employee, but I don't know if I always feel strong in my work. And it's like, okay, cool, then let's let's go there. And as you keep working on those weaknesses... They may always be weaker than what your strengths are, but they don't have to be as detrimental. Like, don't be, I'm going to go football, don't be the Kansas City Chiefs. You have the greatest offense in the league and the worst defense in the league, and then be like, well, we can score a lot of points. Yeah, what happens if you score slightly less points? You lose and don't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you don't get off the field on third and ten repeatedly. Fourth and nine, you don't get off the field. You just keep getting gutted because you have a bad defense. Best offense, MVP on offense, quarterback, all that good stuff. You were so deficient on defense. That didn't matter how good your offense was. 
Patriots offense was like, what, ranked fourth in the league? Their defense was like 20th. So, yeah, they're not the best at either, but their defense isn't so bad that they can't compensate. You can't have your your weaknesses be literally the polar opposite of what your strengths are. And that's where evolution comes in. You just work on yourself and try to make yourself a better person. And you may always have a little bit of a, of a temper. Right? I slide that in my family. But you don't have to be the person that goes off at every dinner party. You can't be the person at church throwing hands, good hands, out to the deacons and stuff. That's You can't be that person. You can go in the car and vent, curse people out, even get on the phone. That's fine. But you gotta, we got to be better people. And I think we have to give people the credit for trying to be better people. I understand the results of what they are. Sometimes, like, there's a saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Sometimes you try to do a good thing and it works out poorly. But I think the attempt at goodness should be commended because I don't want to deter the behavior. I don't want to stop someone from trying to do better. If you failed at trying to do better this first time, all right, cool. It didn't quite work out for you. Fair. Keep trying. Maybe it'll work out next time. And maybe you'll fail a few more times. But at some point, when you keep trying to do good, I think good happens. And I think people who are trying to do good and trying to do better should be fostered to keep doing that. Because if we all are trying to do better than or trying to do good, then I think eventually good things will happen. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. As always, post, tag, repost, <laughs> tweet. I won't see it if it's on Twitter, but somebody will. And hopefully someone can get something from this. People who are maybe a little bit more on the judgy side can maybe get off their horse a little bit. And we can, as a unit, kind of come together and at least admit that people can sometimes change and be better people later in life. And hopefully stop judging each other so harshly. Anyway, you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Deuces.